1: Well, joining me today is uh, former senator and candidate for governor, David Perdue. David, how are you doing today? I'm great, Noah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, like we were talking about beforehand, let's go ahead and get this out the way. Go dogs! Let's go ahead and get that hey, out Go the way. dogs! As many people who
2: are listening to this, I, I went to Georgia Tech uh, twice, but uh, uh, I'm a big closet dog, as Kirby Smart calls me. I'm so proud of those guys. I, I sent Kirby a note last night and said, I'm just so proud of what you guys have done. You came back from adversity and um, you know, represented the state and the university so well. So, I mean, this is a big day for Georgia, uh, and I'm so
1: proud of them. Yeah, obviously, me being a student at UGA, as well. Um, now, I, d- I do want to ask a question. So, one of your uh, w- one of the people you're running against, and I won't say their name. Uh, I said something at at an event that he was also speaking at, and he stole it from me when I said that we need people who we need people. Are we have people who campaign like Ron DeSantis, but govern like Mitt Romney speaking about Governor Kemp? Um, and so I kind of want to, you know, because I know in your opening video, which I've, you know, played on the show, that you bring up Ron DeSantis. Is that somebody who you would, you know, lean on to for advice or kind of follow what he's doing down there in Florida if you're elected to governor?
2: Well, he was in the House when I was in the U.S. Senate, and uh, we collaborated on some things together. I think uh, his stand on mandates is certainly to be applauded. That's what I've specifically related to. Uh, I've also talked about getting rid of the state income tax, Noah. And of course, Florida, Tennessee, Texas are three of nine states that do not have a state income tax. And that's a competitive disadvantage for Georgia as we try to compete for jobs and new companies coming in. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, there are several around. I I love Bill Haslam, what he did in in Tennessee. Uh, And there are other governors who I have relationships with uh, through my business career and and, uh, being in the Senate. But uh, this is one of collaboration for sure. I mean, We've got to stand up in Georgia, though, and make sure that we have a chance to govern uh, in a conservative way going forward. And, and what's at stake in this election is that conservatives in this state are divided because of what the way our election was handled by our governor and the what has happened after the, the fact uh, the total denial that anything went wrong uh, is not accepted by most people who are conservative in Georgia. So I'm offering up an alternative to that. And, and we'll see. I mean, we're not going to we're going to get outspent four or five to one. The politically connected, the political elite, the establishment is all with the transactional governor. Governor he appoints over five thousand people in this state, hires them or appoints them. And so I'm the outsider in this race. This race is going to be about people versus politicians. Noah.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're very right, and I think you know I think the establishment is on its last leg in the state of Georgia and the United States. I think really in the state of Georgia, it started with your. Uh, your cousin who's been on the show before sunny winning in two thousand and two after 140, hundred and forty fifty years of democrat control um so l- let's say let's say you are elected and let's say by by some stretch of the imagination the Republicans in the state legislature will actually be you know governing and not just enjoying you know their titles what what do you want to see get done I know you talked about the income tax you know it looks like we may get constitutional carry, but who knows um what what would you like to see get done when you're in gov when you're a governor
2: well this is a long term vision that I have. But let me first address the first thing. Yes, in, in 2002, we saw the rise of the outsider. We didn't know it at that time. Um, and Sonny was elected the first Republican in 135 years. And in 14, I got elected against three sitting U.S. congressmen and a lady who was secretary of state and almost became governor as an outside voice. And then in 16, you saw somebody by the name of Donald Trump rise up. And he was definitely an outsider. Right. But my vision for Georgia is long term. Yes, I want to change the tax structure here, the revenue structure. I want to rationalize what we've got first, the sales tax and the income tax. But then I want Georgia to become safe again. And this is outrageous in our big cities that you, you can't walk down the street without fear of being shot. I mean, Atlanta right now is tied with Chicago as a murder capital of America. And that's unacceptable. The, say, the third thing is I, I really think we have to take control of our schools again. The woke mob is really in a full on uh, effort to take over our K through 12 schools in a similar way that liberals have it have have influenced our universities over the last two or three decades. You know, these are things that are critical for us in, in Georgia, to, in Georgia, but there's so much more we can do with that. It's a question of priorities. How Rural development. Rural development is one of the top priorities. Rural broadband has to happen uh, in, the, in the short term. When Sonny was uh, Secretary of Agriculture, we actually procured some money uh, and, and allocated it for rural broadband in certain parts of the state. You're from South Georgia. I'm from Middle Georgia, and I can tell you it's very difficult in rural areas right now for virtual learning, or for competitive attractiveness of jobs. So these are the priorities that I'd like to see uh, longer term. It's all about people, though. And what I, I see in, in the Capitol is that the level of corruption is a, a just unacceptable. And it's really time for a change. I had no idea it gotten that bad. Uh, it reminds me of the Roy Barnes era from the 1990s when Sonny ran against that ethos and brought integrity back to the governor's job.
1: Yeah, that 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 you know that's a story for another day. Um, the the corruption within yeah. the state capitol. maybe we'll work to root that out when you are elected. Um, but no, I think you're right. I mean, rural bar- broadband, I think, is a big thing. I mean, because I-, I said this, I think, last week on the show that if you live in Atlanta, if you live in Savannah, you live in Athens, you're, you're going to online school is going to be a breeze for you. But if you live in, you know, for instance, Blackshear, Georgia, right, where uh, the person who just won us a national championship yeah, from, exactly. it's a completely different story. Um, and so I think that you kind of set people up on a not you, you set the lower class up almost more to fail. They have, you know, they have less access to tutors, this, that, the other, the Internet. Um, and now, you know, most of them have to get jobs as the higher class is not. So it does really set them at a disadvantage. And I hope that the governor and I, I don't know if he can do it via executive order. I think I've heard that he can can try to get rid of this online schooling for this semester. I mean, the Omicron variant is not very deadly at all I don't think there's one death and it's definitely not amongst kids um, and so I think I really do hope because I know the university system of Georgia has you know put in a lot of things in place saying basically we're never locking down again um, right. so, so let me ask you that if you're governor you know if you were governor right now what would you be saying to these public schools throughout the state get the doors open and keep them open
2: I mean this is ridiculous and that's where I agree with what Florida did early on uh, late, late last year is it said, no, we're going to, they overrode a couple of school boards and said, no, we're, we're going to eliminate those mandates and we're going to keep these schools open. It's unfair for a child to have a shutdown and to damage their education just based on their zip code, Noah. You called this out before and I totally subscribe to there. My mom and dad were school teachers. I actually have a, uh, a parent's bill of rights right now, just so we know what's going on in schools, make it more transparent. You know, in some counties, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement to find out what is in the curriculum. And that's just ridiculous. Uh, That's not the way it used to be. And it's not the way we want it to be. School education is one of the, is the largest uh, expense item in the state budget. And as one as governor, given that my first job was in a Head Start program. And later I was chairman of this national commission of adult literacy. This is close to my heart. My mother and dad were dedicated. They spent their entire professional career focused on education of K through 12. And so, and they're both bulldogs, by the way. So, um, this is very close to my heart, one I'll pay a lot of attention to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think education really is what sets us um, apart. I do kind of want to get into uh, into big tech, because I know a couple of uh, years ago, Ron De- might have been last year, Ron DeSantis did something in the state of Florida that basically would let people in Florida sue these big tech companies. Um, I know, obviously, you being one of the more outspoken senators, one of the more conservative senators over the last couple of years, you have probably been throttled by big tech as well. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on this whole issue we have going on where we can't even speak our mind online anymore?
2: Well, I, for people to be excluded from the debate, are you kidding me? And I thought this is the United States of America, but when Marjorie Green gets kicked off Twitter, when Donald Trump gets kicked off Twitter, I mean, I, I just don't think that's constitutional. I mean, it's a freedom of speech issue as far as I'm concerned. And yes, I've been identified and targeted as well. I mean, any conservative that speaks their mind is going to do that. I actually co-sponsored a bill in the United States Senate that actually took away some of the protections that these big tech firms have. And so we've gotta be competitive but at the same time, we've gotta protect individual liberty. Look, it's hard to be a conservative on a college campus right now. I spend a lot of time talking to people in that age group. And I'll tell you this, it's good to remember why we're conservatives, Noah. It's about individual liberty. It's about smaller government. It's about making sure that big self-interested uh, entities out there, whether it be federal government or even a state government, when it infringes on individual liberty, we all have to stand up and fight that. Unfortunately, now you've got billionaires like George Soros and Tom Steyer and Zuckerberg and others thinking that they're going to change the face of America by influencing elections like they did right here in Georgia. Zuckerberg put 50 should never. And what we need is you know, younger people who are conservative to
0: realize. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
2: Look, the evidence is on our side. Look at every failed U.S. state that is failing right now. They are run by Democrats. They're run very liberally. And they don't adhere to these uh, conservative principles that we uh, believe are what our country was founded on in the very beginning.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, what I what I've been saying is that the left is moving so far left so rapidly that even if you were just a moderate six years ago, when or when you were first elected to the Senate, that you're now a conservative because just by default, if you believe in people should be able to, to voice their opinions, you know, cause I'm friends with Marjorie Taylor green too. And I shot her a text after she got banned and said, well, you must be doing something right. And it was kind of weird. Cause they like kept one of her accounts on, but not her other account. And yeah. nonetheless, um, so I, I guess my mess, my, my quite well, I got a few more questions because um, we got to let you go. Cause you're a busy guy. You're you know campaigning in 159 different counties. Um, is so, so you, you, you want to get, you want to fix the election. So what do you think? I know some people complain SB 202 doesn't go far enough. What's your opinion on that?
2: Well, it's certainly an improvement. Uh, it puts the drop boxes inside. Uh, you know, they change from signatures to social security and driver's license, but here's what's missing in the state of Georgia. You know, we have no law enforcement agency, uh, that's dedicated or directed really at, at voting law enforcement. That's why I joined three lawsuits last November to get at the answers about what happened in uh, in November. And we wanted, the reason I did that in November was to protect the January runoff. I wasn't trying to undo the election. I produced 460,000 more votes than Brian Kemp did in 18. And when I ran in 2020, and we won by almost 100,000 votes, but we missed the 50% rule by a few thousand votes, and therefore got caught in the in the runoff. And in the runoff, I wanted to make sure these laws were corrected. We were told by the court that um, they, the courts didn't have purview, had to go back to the, the, the uh, General Assembly. I asked for a special session, General Assembly, several times. The governor said no. Uh, and then I asked for Rappensburger's resignation. I mean, this, the, I saw how bad this was, and I acted. But even before that, I called out how bad the consent decree was that our governor let happen. And since then, the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and secretary of state all have been in denial that anything happened. So, what we're trying to do is give credibility back to the voting process. And I can assure you one thing. If I'm elected, I'll never turn our election process over to Stacey Abrams or anybody else again like our governor did.
1: Yeah, you know, it's pretty interesting because if we wanted her to be in charge of our laws, we would have voted for her. Exactly. Um, I mean, exactly. I, 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 I was 17, but I didn't, you know, I still wouldn't have voted for her, and I'm glad she lost. And, I, you know, I think what a lot of people's problems with Brian is, what I'm hearing as I'm traveling throughout the state is that when you watch? Because you know people who live in South Georgia, you probably when you're, you're at your home in uh, in Brunswick, you probably get some Florida, you know, political ads as well. Because we're in that media market. I remember watching it and like, oh my God, this Ron DeSantis guy looks like he's going to be a rhino. Brian's going to fight for us, and it almost looks like it's flip flop from what I'm hearing. I mean, watching those ads, um, it looked like you know Ron DeSantis is just trying to ride the Trump wave to victory, um, and so I think that, that that makes a lot of people upset. Because, you know, he was the guy who had the big truck who was going to go round illegal aliens up himself but won't even fight Stacey Abrams. Yeah. You know, one, one of your opponents, you know, said, what, what is he afraid of? Is she going to sit on him or something? Uh, and, you know, I, won't, I, won't, I don't I'll want to go that the way.
2: You know, well, it, it's, it's tragic, really, that uh, incumbency um, makes people believe that that seat is there. I'm running against a guy in Governor Kemp that has been there 20 years, 20 years in elected office. I'm sorry, but that's just not what the founders had in mind. Um, My first year in the United States Senate, I put a term limit bill in. I think that's really important um, to keep fresh turnover there, uh, to get younger people involved earlier. And that's the way to do it. People say, well, we have term limits. They're called elections. But the incumbent uh, has such an advantage here, particularly your governor in a state like Georgia, where it's very transactional. You know, he actually had a bill passed that allowed him and they signed it in the night late night last year that allows the governor and the lieutenant governor to raise money uh, in a super PAC and then control it as if it's in their own uh, campaign fund. And this allows them to bypass any contribution limits or whatever. I can't do that as a challenger. Now that's corrupt. That's just wrong. So I filed another lawsuit to get at the bottom of that. In addition to filing a lawsuit that uh, I want to find out if a U.S. senator has legal standing on these things that uh, were in the Jeffords case earlier last year, that the court in May ruled that uh, there was enough anomaly, enough error, enough uh, intransigence that happened in Fulton County that he was going to unseal, he ruled to unseal the absentee ballots. But the court then later ruled that the, the, the uh, complainants there did not, voters did not have legal standing. So I want I've taken that case up, I've refiled it, and I want to find out if a senator has legal standing. And we'll get to the bottom of it to make sure it's fixed going forward.
1: Well, as long as it's not Stacey Abrams' sister out there in West Georgia, you might have an answer. Um, I, I, I got one less question for you. I'm hearing, you know, all across the state, oh, David can't win. He couldn't beat John Ossoff, and I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, you were like, I think, from what I heard, like 8,000 votes away from avoiding the runoff. Uh, and You yeah. beat him by two points. And personally, to me, I think John Ossoff is a more formidable opponent than Stacey Abrams. You know, Stacey's radical. John Ossoff has been raised to be a politician. I mean, his his family—he's a trust fund socialist who sent him to Georgetown, did all these things. You know, what is your message to people like that who say you have no chance to win, even though you've won statewide multiple times?
2: Well, we we like I said, we we won by almost a hundred thousand votes. That's twice what, um, Kemp his win over Abrams. Uh, that's We got 460,000 more votes than he did in 18. Um, and in every other state but one, we would have been elected. Uh, that's a fact. And so uh, what we're saying to them is, look, this is a new race. This is a fresh day. And what we've got to do is make sure that that machine that Stacey Abrams has built here, legally and illegally, uh, does not affect future races. The Senate Bill 202 does some things that to, to address that. Uh, but we're going to stand up and make sure that we get our vote out. This is a a race of people versus politicians. I'm more of an outsider right now, even though I was in the US Senate for six years, I'm more of an outsider running against an incumbent Republican governor than I was then running against incumbent congressmen. And so what we're faced here with is the power of incumbency, but we also have a reality in Georgia, knowing this is the only reason I ran. Conservatives are divided in this state. I don't believe Brian Kemp is going to be able to pull the party together to stand up against Stacey Abrams or anybody else, because the Democrats have proven that they don't care who the candidates are or the issues are. They just have this machine funded by these billionaires to get their vote out legally and illegally. And this is what we have to stand up to, just like they did in Virginia. And Trump in Virginia told people, I said, look, the voting rules aren't fixed perfectly yet, but they're good enough. We can overwhelm them. So get out and vote. If we get out and vote, we win. And that's what happened. And they got a Republican governor now in a purple state. So that's what we have to do this year. That's my mission in life, both in the primary and the general, is to get our vote out.
1: And I, I, I didn't know I had this question, but how can we get rid of that rule, that runoff rule? Because that rule, it, nobody likes it. A lot of people, uh, you know, want to do ranked choice voting. I'm not smart enough to know what the best way to get rid of it is. I'm just smart enough to know we need to get rid of it. Um, so what would be the best way if, if that was, If what would be the way that that would get rid of?
2: Well, first of all, it didn't always exist. I mean, it's really only been about the last 20 years that uh, it got put in. Uh, I don't have a problem with a runoff in a primary system where you right. have nine people running and that sort of thing and and uh, in an open seat. When you get in a general election, it's really Democrat versus Republican. Yes, we have a libertarian in the state. We may eventually have a green party show up or whatever, but you know it's it's generally Republican and Democrat. In most of the states, they have another number like forty percent, forty five percent. And uh, I think Louisiana and Georgia the only two that have a fifty percent that uh, were running last year. So, um, that's what I would do. I mean, it, it, you have to get the state legislature to address it. Unfortunately, it doesn't affect them. So they really haven't been interested. I've been screaming about that since uh, 2013 when I got involved. here. I said that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so this will eventually get changed. It's going to take somebody to focus on it. as governor. I probably would focus on that to make sure this, this, uh, general assembly would, uh, address that that needs to get fixed too
1: i agree with you so this saturday you'll be in L.J. georgia with joe mccutcheon at pool's barbecue so if you're in town come see i plan on making the trip up but david thank you so much for coming on and uh best of luck on your campaign and keep us informed how the lawsuits go i'd love to cover it i will i
2: I will i sure will noah because that's going to be a litmus test for democracy i believe uh we we have time more time to talk about that i'll I'll share with you why we did it why it's so so important i look forward to seeing you in in L.J. thanks noah yes
1: sir